Am I doing this right? Wait, was that him crying? Is he choking? Oh my god, oh my god. It's four. I think he might have pooped. Nose goes on the diaper change. I need to give him a bath. I am so tired. I ordered something else on Amazon. What's that weird rash? Do we let him cry this time? What time do you think he should go down tonight? Oh my god, he's so cute! Siri, play wheels on the bus. Welcome to probably okay. Parenting. What up? What up? We're back with another fresh app. Hey, hey, I gotta say, I looked, and do you know how many people listened to our last episode? 14. 15, bro. Wow. We are climbing up. That's amazing. That's big. It must be all the promoting we're doing. Well, that's also more people than people we know. So that's no, that's amazing. I don't think that's true. That means that there's probably one person listening that doesn't know us. Maybe. That might be true. I I mean, we have been trying to promote it a little bit, which is kind of weird, but I just have to say before we jump in, Brian's way of promoting this podcast is just trying to talk about <laughs> oh, it yeah. loudly. And we were just walking around like in our At neighborhood, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and he, whenever he sees people with a small child or a pregnant woman, he literally will be like, to me, he'll turn to me and go, what was that podcast you said that was really good? Probably okay parenting. <laughs> Was it called Probably Okay Parenting? Yeah, you said that one was good, right? Or, you know, that was popular at the farmer's market. I had a lot of people yes. perking up when I was mentioning it at the farmer's market. So if any of you heard a random guy yelling out Probably Okay Parenting and now you're here. That may. Welcome. Yes, thank you for being here. If you don't know us personally, we are very appreciative of you uh, joining us. So on we're this appreciative experience. even if you do know us I'm personally. I'm not saying that we're not, but I'm just saying, you know, it just... Wild. It's That's weird. wild. To even have one person listening to us just ramble on the internet basically about being parents, it's just crazy. Yeah, and we don't know. We're not experts. We're just talking about our oh, experience. So we don't even know what we're doing to make this podcast. No, clearly let not. Let alone become parents. Grassroots organization over here. <laughs> no, organization. Yeah. So today we're going to start with our recap, talk about what we've been up to this week jump into our main segment which we're calling newborn survival tips and then we're going to end with our high low weirds of the week let's jump in all right for our weekly recap this week we've had a really fun week continuing to practice walking every single chance he gets or rather standing we took a little outing. You know, we're always looking for, like, things to do to get out of the house. We went out to dinner with oh, our yeah. guy. And we went to, like, kind of a nicer restaurant. But our our uh, technique is to go at, like, 4 p.m. So that I don't have like to feel. Like door busters. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to feel, like, guilty or weird about having a baby. And, like, I mean, it wasn't, like, a five-star fancy place. It just wasn't, like, Wendy's, you know. And sometimes, if it's, like, Saturday night at, like... Not to drag Wendy's. Yeah, no, no, no. We respect... <laughs> we respect Wendy. We respect the fries and frosty combo. I mean, who wouldn't? But anyway, uh, not that I would bring him out to dinner at 7 p.m., but let's just say at 7 p.m. Saturday night, I would feel really embarrassed about having a guy, like, a guy, a baby, like, you know, making his little noises and potentially ruining people's making like his little noises special date night or something. But if you go at 4 p.m., I think that there's a little more wiggle room as far as what's, you know, 
respectful or allowed. Part of the benefit also is if you go at four o'clock, then the only other people in the restaurant are either parents with children or old people who can't see or hear anyway. So <laughs> it's totally fine. Totally fine. Okay, so we brought him, get the high chair going. It feels like a little bit of a rush when you go because you never know, like, how long do we have before maybe he's not going to be having this anymore. But oh, I think you were saying it's a rush. Like, it's such a rush. That too, that too. So we get him in the high chair, all that's good. We get going, we start eating, and then um, a family sits down next to us. It's like mom, dad, and two boys who are maybe like five to seven. One of them was like five, almost seven, I would say, around that age. And our little guy could just not stop staring. He just, all he wanted to do was basically He's <laughs> join very that creepy. Family. He's a big creeper. He wanted to join that family, so he just yeah. stared at them the whole time. And... The tables are pretty close together, so, I mean, they had to acknowledge it. <laughs> and the parents were like, hi, hi. And then the little boys were, they were into it. They were waving. And then our guy just started waving and smiling, which was adorable. Adorbs. And he pretty much did that for the next 30 minutes. Just wave and smile at this other family. Yeah, while we ate and just laughed. That was really nice. <laughs> I I do think it's, like, a little stressful, certainly, having a child in a restaurant, especially, like... I, th- I don't think the quality of the restaurant matters as much as, like, I'm trying to eat a meal right quick because it is also, like, I think it was Saturday night. Saturday so at like, 4 p.m. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But it's like, all right, this is our time. You know, not to say it's, like, date night or something, but, you know, you're trying to catch some kind of vibe, but very hard to do so with a child. Yeah, and you don't want to, like, ruin other people's time. Also, just yeah. the mess, man. I think we've talked about this Oh, before, my God, yeah. I ha- Every time we go into a restaurant, I need to fill out an employment application <laughs> so I can, like, legally use their broom to <laughs> mop up the floor or whatever. It's just so much food ends up on the floor. It's embarrassing. But we do our best to clean up. I, like, wipe it with wipes. But that's embarrassing to be, like, on all fours under the table. And like I said, the tables are kind of close together. So, like... The next table's trying to eat, and I'm, like, bumping into their chair, like, on all fours, trying to wipe up the mess. Yeah. I'm not so much embarrassed about, like, being under the table, but it is just, like, it's more embarrassing just in that moment where the server does not know that I'm going to be cleaning up in a second. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they've given us the bill, and they've kind of, like, passive-aggressively looked at the floor, like, seriously. And then it's like, oh, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of it, but, you know. Right, right. There's just that moan of awkward. I'm trying to think, what else were, uh, any other recaps for this week? One that comes to my mind is just, like, he doesn't really have a sense, like, where is a good place to practice standing up without holding on to anything, and where is not? Oh, yeah, we were working on the um, the phrase load-bearing this week with him. Um, he yeah. is only one, unfortunately, so he doesn't totally get what is load-bearing and what is not. Which um, doesn't stop Brian from lecturing him about what is load-bearing. Not lecturing, but you just need to remind him, listen, buddy, this is not load-bearing. Eventually, he's going to get it. Eventually. So one place that he's really loved trying to stand is the bathtub. I don't know if he like feels secure with like yeah. the water. The soapy water. That that's going to hold him, but just out of nowhere, he just whoop, he's up. That was actually, I feel like, the first time that he stood sort of like completely unassisted. He just was like, oh, let's try it here. And it's like, uh, okay. Yeah, maybe not the best spot. So it's very slippery. Uh, a lot of places to bang your head when you slip. So that's been an adventure. And then we also have this like 
little tent. Um, which little had, tent? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? So he got it as a gift from some wonderful friends for his birthday. And it's a tent and there's a bunch of, it's a ball pit. Oh, know? yes, yes, the ball pit. Yeah, ball pit. But I'm trying to paint I don't know if I would picture. call it a tent. It literally looks like a fire truck. A, a fire truck tent. No, here's, okay, here's how you explain it. You know those like folding hampers that you <laughs> use like in college? Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. They like kind of expand when you like open them. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Okay, and it's filled with. Like it's got like a basically like a wire hanger in there that more or less like holds it up in shape, and then inside there's a bunch of those like plastic balls that you would see at a ball pit. The Chuck E. Cheese ball pit, colorful balls. Okay, so he likes to play in there a lot, and Loves that's another that. place. He stands up, but like. Oh yeah, it's not load bearing. Not load bearing, and he doesn't realize that. Uh, there's a lot of those slippery plastic balls that are not good to practice walking among. Correct. Now, if you'll remember, I don't think you will, so I'll remind you. Two episodes ago, I ended by saying, I don't get why, you know, it would be harder when he starts walking. Like, he crawls everywhere. And we had a very loyal listener write in to the pod and say, the reason... They literally wrote a handwritten letter. Yeah, fan mail. Mm -hmm. And Santa Claus brought it here. Pony Express. So... They said the reason it's hard is because it's that time where they're not good at walking. It's like you have to follow them around because they're going to fall, but they still keep wanting to practice. So that made sense to me, and we're kind of in that, not so much with walking, but with just standing. Like, you know, he could be playing, we could be cooking, and then at a moment's notice, he's all of a sudden like, oh, I'm standing up. And it's like, oh, okay, just be careful. It's great that you're practicing, but don't fall, bro. Yeah, I also feel like we're definitely in the time now where we do have to keep an eye on him at all times. Like today, I broke one of his glass bottles by accident, like just knocked it off the counter. And of course, glass goes everywhere. He's not a big fan of the vacuum, so I couldn't really vacuum in that moment. But I also know if I turn around for one second, he's going to be crawling all over the glass because that's just... That's just what's going to happen, you know? Um, so I could definitely see how him, now adding him falling down constantly while trying to practice walking. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's typical that there's going to be shards of glass all over the No, we're trying floor. to set up like an obstacle course for him here. Uh, I see. We're trying to give him like special skills. Yeah, like glass walking. Actually, it's funny that you should mention that because I have a little parenting confession. Oh, <laughs> spicy. <laughs> This is something that I have not told you happened yet. I was saving it for the pod. Okay. So Should we get our lawyers on the phone? <laughs> the other day, I was putting away a bunch of his clean laundry while he played around in his room. Okay, He's got a thank you for that. He, you're welcome, yep. He's got a bunch of toys in there. He's just doing his thing. And I was hanging something. I don't remember exactly what I was doing. And then I heard a crash. And I turned around, and he had grabbed my coffee from the top of his dresser and spilled it all over himself. Oh, no. (laughs) Was it hot? Now, all that to say, I'm thankful it was iced coffee in a solo cup. But it was a rude awakening because if it had been hot coffee in a mug, we would have been in a different situation. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that was kind of like my rude awakening that I can't really turn my back and definitely can't leave my coffee <laughs> yeah. on top of his dresser because he pulled up and grabbed it. 
who knew that I was co-parenting with someone that didn't realize they had to like pay attention to the child? Do you know what I mean? I know. I'm sorry you have such a negligent <laughs> partner. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm appreciative of the fact that you're at least putting his stuff away. You know, if he spilled hot coffee all over himself, at least his like sweatshirts <laughs> in the closet. You know, at least his clothes are hung in rainbow order. That's what's really important here. Okay. Thank you, Clea. Anyway. That ends our recap of the week, and we're going to jump into our main segment. Boing. Which is called Newborn Survival Tips from Allison and Brian. Yeah. So we don't have a newborn. We have actually Thank a goodness. 12 and a half month old. But we've found ourselves uh, in situations recently with newborns, friends or people that we see out and about. And it has made us remember, like it feels like it was so long ago. And we see them doing things like, oh my gosh, yes, remember that, remember that. It's like we've already forgotten. And we realized that we've never like really sat down and reflected on what a crazy time that was. So we decided to just dedicate a little bit of time here to reflecting on our experience with a newborn and some of the tips that helped get us through. I think I purposefully blocked that time out. Um, that's one. Two, also, you know, you're just moving at such a rapid pace. Like, who has time to think, just sit down and think about, right. like, oh, yeah, what was month two like, you know? <laughs> right. Now, what's really interesting is I think the time we're in right now is a lot harder for me than the newborn phase was. But you obviously don't feel the same. It's just every person's experience is oh, so yeah. unique. I feel like you felt very prepared going into the newborn phase mm -hmm. from having had like friends who have had babies. And yeah, also it's just different with women. Like women talk, I think, not yes. to generalize, but it seems like... Watch it. <laughs> women talk a lot more about like the little intricacies of the day-to-day -day with having for a baby. Sure. Where for men sure. are like, yeah, yeah. I had a no, baby. we don't talk, period. We don't talk for six months. And then we're like, Hey man, what's up? You know, so mm. I mean, I think some men do, but yeah, generally, I very think women often get more into the nitty gritty. So we find ourselves a little bit more prepared. That being said, I think a lot of times you men count on us to like know every Use little guys. thing. Yeah, and I remember we didn't even have a baby. We went over to our friend's house. Uh, they had a baby, and the husband kept asking the wife, well, "Why is he crying? Or why is he doing that? What is he doing?" And she, finally, she kind of snapped. She's like, "I don't know. I don't know any more than you do." And he's like, "Well, I just thought, you know, since you grew him." And she's like, "No, that doesn't mean I know anything more than you do." So it's pretty funny. That's so funny. I definitely found myself doing that. Mm -hmm. Even now, I definitely find myself doing that. I wasn't going to say that, but yeah, you do that. Yeah, I feel like you... It's, it's exactly what you said, though. Kind of a testament to the fact that you do constantly have conversations in extreme detail with your friends about whatever the heck is going on. Like their child's diaper habits for that particular week or whatever. Wait a second. <laughs> what are diaper habits? <laughs> I don't know, you know, diaper habits. Like, uh, what? If they have like a diaper rash this week. I guess Is it's not a really habit? a habit, more <laughs> affliction, a diaper affliction. Okay. But anyway, uh, my terminology got all messed up there. I'm just saying, I feel like that's true, though. Very often, okay, case in point, probably not that we have any men who listen to this podcast, <laughs> but not, there not. is a very funny meme going around of a dude basically who's like, constantly turning around because he's afraid 
that his wife, who's out of town, is just going to basically like magically appear and tell him that he's loading the dishwasher wrong. I definitely think <laughs> that there's an element of that um, that is true, right? So we want to make sure we're doing the right thing. So that's why we come to y'all to say, hey, uh, you know, what? why is he crying right now? So that I can maybe go do something about it. You know what I mean? Mm, okay. So what would you say, Brian, was the most challenging part of the newborn stage specifically? And when I think newborn, I think like first three months. Some people call it the fourth trimester. Ooh. Yeah. See, again, I even forgot about like that, that that was called that. I remember that and like Mm -hmm. being up with all that jargon, but I just completely forgot about that. It seems like so long ago. Great question. I'd have to think about it for a second, but just like off the top of my head... I would just say any of the, sort of generally speaking, any of the moments where he was really struggling, meaning he got like really sick at the beginning because it was his first time ever getting sick. And that was really hard because it was like 10 days basically of him just not sleeping. That was so hard. And there's nothing we can do in that situation. Um, So yeah, I think just like, or even just even smaller, like, for me seeing him go through like tummy time those things were just anything where he was struggling a little bit was really really hard for me you legit couldn't even be in the room when i was doing tummy time that is very true i would kind of like peer from around the corner (laughs) to make sure that he was alive you were like buster bluth i basically just had like keys in my hand like if he starts like you know dying or passing out or something then we could just immediately hop on the car and go to the emergency room but yeah it was definitely a disconcerting time for me And I think that also just goes back to what we're just talking about of like, even though I had read books at this point and I had like read message boards and listened to like interviews with people on NPR and all that stuff, I still feel like totally unprepared versus you had sort of like an anecdotal or like vicarious experience through your friends Mm -hmm. that you like knew so much, I feel like going into motherhood that I just didn't. And I don't I don't 100% know why that is. Maybe it is because of what you said, that just like when guys are talking, we're not necessarily communicating about like the intricacies of fatherhood, especially to people who are not dads, you know? Right. Like I'm not going to be like, yo, bro, I know you don't have kids, but I got to tell you about this like teething thing that, you know what I mean? Right, right. He probably don't care. Oh, he definitely doesn't. Versus you, when you didn't have kids, you were extremely interested in those things right right one thing though don't you feel like we got a really solid education in our two days at the hospital because i know i was really nervous yeah shout out to uh, the nurses actually for sure because they actually i i don't know i mean i definitely feel like they were really amenable to us answering or asking questions especially like two in the morning like they were just like really really cool Yeah, I was very anxious about, like, when I was pregnant, nearing the end of it, like, okay, we're going to have to bring this baby home and, like, figure (laughs) it out. Wait, what? And I know. I just found out towards the end of the pregnancy that we'd be having to do that. That was one great question that we asked the nurses. We have to take this home? Wait, what? So I remember watching YouTube videos, literally. I mean, why do people 
I don't know, they spend the time making YouTube videos about like the first 24 I hours. I don't know. I mean, why would people make a podcast? Why would they sit around on a microphone talking about their experience with a baby? I don't know. But I watched a few YouTube videos that was like, first 24 hours home with baby. And they filmed every single thing they did. And I just sat and watched those, which is an interesting resource. Can I just say side note? I hate when people just refer to their baby as just baby. Mm. Like, why don't they say my baby? I, d- I don't know. Just a pet peeve. Saving time. People are busy. So <laughs> <laughs> Time is money. I was nervous about bringing baby home, and I was watching these YouTube videos thinking like, Thank oh my gosh. Thank you for saving me that time. There's so many things. But then when we actually got to the hospital and we went through it with the nurses for two days before we brought baby home (laughs) i felt much more prepared yeah no i agree with that also they just were very lighthearted, which i really appreciated like it was just a very sort of we were really lucky to have kind of like a just a joyous experience in the hospital Um, after he was born after he was born Um. oh I okay, was, I'm glad I'm it was sp- joyous for you. <laughs> I'm also speaking for myself um, when I say that there were parts of it that were not joyous, certainly, mm-hmm. but you know there were many moments that were. So I guess our first newborn survival tip, now that we've yammered on for 10 minutes, would be just really use your time in the hospital to ask as many questions, and don't be shy about asking the nurses, can you show me how to do that swaddle again, or can you help me with this diaper, or like, can you show me how it goes in the car seat? I mean, all those questions, Oh yeah, that's what they're there for, and don't be they're shy there. about asking. For sure, and I feel like I always approach those quite literally, like I would tell them, I am an idiot. <laughs> Assume that I am a complete moron, because <laughs> I am. So I'm going to ask questions that you're going to be like, how does this guy not know this? And, you know... For instance, they needed to show me how to swaddle him probably 137 a times. A lot, a lot of times. But, but when we got home, that first day that we were home, I already felt like the swaddle master you because were. they were willing to just like take the time to be like, okay, we'll show you again. Mm-hmm. Um, now, a little side tip that I will say. Uh, you don't have to go crazy with this like you did, but it's worthwhile to think in advance that it's nice to to offer them like a little gift of some kind. I'm not saying you have to do that, but you know we put like a, some. Uh, I'm not even gonna say little baskets together. Yeah, we we uh, <laughs> You had the idea to put like these mega baskets together that were like filled with candy and like coffee and like all sorts of things that you could possibly imagine yes i'm also in an underappreciated profession i like to appreciate people however i'm sorry to tell you we talked about this on the cast already a year ago when we started this podcast (laughs) our our loyal fans already know about the nurse baskets i'm just saying for you new listeners who just tuned in who weren't (laughs) listening to episode by the way she's talking about like episode two which happened a year ago. It may have been one. And this is episode one. eight or nine. So, nine. you know, we are making slow progress <laughs> here. Okay. We're picking it up. Anyway, my point is you want to show appreciation to them. Um, and I feel like if you are showing appreciation to them, even not just with gifts, just by like. Of course, your words. Being respectful mm-hmm. to them. 
Um, They're and, stressed out. And yeah, exactly. Think about it. It's like three in the morning. You know, that's like a weird time to be awake. Their families like at home sleeping. So you have to offer them some compassion if you have the mental and emotional space <laughs> to do that. You know, if you haven't gone through like some sort of, you know, crazy yeah. birth situation. No, we yeah. love nurses. It's a, I mean, I can't even imagine. I'm sure it's a very stressful job. We have a, f- a f- loyal friend of the pod, dedicated nurse. Shouts out. Okay. Shouts out. Okay. What are other challenges that you had during newborn? Oh, other challenges we had during newborn time. One thing that you you just can't prepare yourself for, and I know everyone kind of like jokes about it. A lot of preamble here to what I'm about to say. What's it going to be? Oh, drum roll. So much anticipation. You just, you can't prepare for the lack of sleep that you're going to experience. And I know that that's like a really hard thing. And I know everyone's like, kind of sees it as a negative, but I actually do kind of see it as a positive in those first three months because that, as you say, last trimester, that fourth trimester, so Mm -hmm. to speak, I felt like so prideful about being able to like maintain a weird schedule to support his needs like at every back and call. And now we were really lucky. Well, you went back to work at six weeks and I went back after 11 weeks. Right. So So we were really lucky in that situation to be able to have some time Mm -hmm. where we could both, you know, really support him in all the ways that he needed. Also, while you like spent some time recovering, (laughs) obviously, I was also home 100% of the time, so I could take care of things too. I would say it's like kind of a mix of a challenge and also something to be prideful about is just like your endurance and also your lack of sleep during those first three months will really amaze you. You don't realize how much you can push yourself during that time. Even when you feel tired, you're still going to be able to like somehow muster up the energy to do it. I think there's like a trope with telling pregnant women like, oh, get your sleep now. Yeah, seriously. You're not going to get it, which isn't that helpful. For sure. But also true. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I hated hearing that. And I always thought it was like kind of silly when people would say it. But we always say now like, oh, man, imagine if I could just sleep till eight (laughs) o'clock today. Yeah. So I think with that, and many other of the newborn struggles. It's just so important to have some sort of community you can lean on, friends, family who have been through it. Even just to send a text at three in the morning, just expressing whatever's going on, it helps so much. At least it helped me. And after I've been through, now I only have a 12 and a half month old, so I'm no seasoned pro. But after I've been through the newborn stage, I just feel like I know how to support friends who are going to go through it so much better now you know before you do it you're like how's the baby oh cute you know you don't you don't really realize all that the person is going through so just having a community of people who have been through that situation and Mm -hmm. can relate I remember one time when we were like starting sleep training which is just so torturous Mm. I this weirdly helped but I mean I was so upsetting to sit there and listen to him cry yeah. And not be able to go in that I like took a video of myself <laughs> basically crying or close to it, just looking miserable while you could hear the baby wailing in the background. It was like 10 second video. And I sent that to a friend and said like current state of things. <laughs> and I don't know why it just helps to just like share your misery with somebody who gets it. 
So I'd say that's my number one tip. And hopefully you have somebody who you can kind of just share these things and nobody would ever think like, oh, you know, she doesn't love her child or she doesn't love being a mom. You know, your friends know and anyone who's been through it knows, but there's still some hard times that are easier when shared. I hear you. Yeah, I got, I got what you're saying. Okay. Another big challenge for me that I was just constantly stressed about at the very beginning, and I know that this is a hot button topic, Uh-oh. is SIDS. Mm. And uh, I will just very briefly say that I, I fully acknowledge my neuroses around that, but mm-hmm. I just read, you know, the internet is, if for nothing, but an archive of horrific stories. So you definitely, or I won't say you, I definitely developed like some paranoia around that. During that first six weeks, I just really felt most comfortable, I guess. And, you know, maybe for those of you who are more experts in this in this kind of thing, you can uh, diagnose me if you like here with whatever condition I had at that point in time. But I really felt comfortable knowing that eyes were on him 24 hours a day. So, like... I would literally sleep during the day, for the, especially the first three weeks. Mm-hmm. And then I would literally just be up completely like overnight. And I pretty much would just be like watching him while he slept. I would, I would basically like watch TV on mute while he slept. Um, and that was like a really <laughs> thrilling, thrilling and strange time in my life. Thank you, Netflix, uh, for getting me through that time. I would say the tip for that and this is like a a recurring thing that I have experienced as a parent, is do not use the internet as your primary resource for information. Like if you're going to seek out information, try and find it in a book or try and find it like, you know, you might find that through the internet, obviously, but I mean like don't go to like Reddit or like don't go to like some random message board on the internet because everyone's experience is totally different and you can very easily go down like a negative rabbit hole that that turns very dark very quickly. I feel like that's what the internet kind of thrives on. Um, so yeah, just try and, try and like know that very often you are overreacting, most often. That's what our pediatrician basically told me. Is this like, is what bro. you wish you could tell newborn parent Brian. Yes. Chill, bro. Chill, bro. Yeah, that's good. That kind of leads into something that I found really difficult at the beginning and found a way to manage it. And that's what I would call decision fatigue. Maybe Mm. more than me would call it that. Is that a real term? or? Oh, well, you have mentioned that before, and I think that that is very astute. I was just going to say, what are your biggest challenges? Oh, were you? Okay, well. I was just about to say You don't that. even need to say it because I'm jumping right in. Wow, thank you. So decision fatigue, I had such a hard time with that at the beginning. There's just so many decisions you have to make all the time, and you don't really know which one is best, and no amount of reading online or reading books or reading sources or asking friends Uh, can really make the decisions for you you know should he eat again does he need to go to sleep right now or should I wake him because he's been sleeping too long or I mean it's just constant yeah do I have to feed now like what is this random pain I'm having is he too hot is he too cold is it too bright 
is I mean, it just goes on and on. What should he wear? So it's it just. <laughs> I want to wait. I, I have don't to mean say what one thing. What should he wear? Is in cute outfit. I mean, like, should he wear long no, I know, sleeves? I know. Is he gonna get overheated? I have to say one thing though, the, and this actually brings up like probably the first time that I heard you use this is like, yes, all of those decisions are occurring, and then I was, I think I was like, all right, hey babe, what do you want for dinner tonight? Mm-hmm. And you were like you decide. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. I gotcha. I gotcha. I'm like, I am decisioned out. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. There's just so much. And should I pump? What, how's my supply doing? I mean, it's just constant second guessing and you don't know. And you think, well, three weeks ago when I fed him at this exact time and then put him down, he had the best night of sleep ever. So I'm going to try to emulate that, but it's not always the case that he's going to sleep great again. So when I found myself just going round and round and round about these, like, well, I don't know, maybe you should stay up another 20 minutes and then he'll sleep longer. Or maybe, you know, I just decided like, I'm going to commit to a decision and I'm just not going to consider anything else. And I just tried to lean into that mom intuition that they always talk about. Mom intuition. Yep. And just said, this is what we're doing, or this is what I'm doing, whatever. And then I just would shut down any other entertaining of thoughts, of ideas. This is just, mm. this is it. And it could be the wrong decision, and it might be, and I'll but deal tonight, with it then. that's what we're doing. Yeah. And if, it's, if he wakes up in 20 minutes because I put him down too early, I'll deal with it then. Mm. But I'm doing the best that I can right now or like what I think is the best and that's it. And so I'm just not going to let my brain run wild with these different thoughts of second guessing. I and like that piece of advice. Like just make a decision and go with it and just and accept it. it. Yeah. And, and if yeah. it's wrong, you could change it two days from now. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And Brian kind of touched on this a second ago, but also just limiting the decisions I had to make like what we're going to have for dinner or whatever else, just saying, you know what? I'm not deciding that. So figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) And Hey, like dudes, this is great. Not that there's again, any dudes that listen to this, but if there's ever a dude that listens to this, this will be the first time in your relationship where you just get to decide what you're having for dinner for both of you. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, we're not here to be sexist. (laughs) All right. Any other reflections on newborn life? I know we've touched on this in other episodes. Um, I think like daycare or just childcare is really, really hard at the beginning. It was for me because we were really lucky to have you know parents come in and help and family come in. But beyond that, you know, there was a point at which we both had to go back to work. And that's really, really hard with especially your first one. I mean, I can't speak to having more than one. At the same time, I I was very, very nervous about him going to daycare. And as soon as he went to daycare, of course he got sick. And then literally it's like, three days in, yeah. It's and that was horrible. So, so horrible. And at the same time, you know, he does kind of need to get sick sometimes. Like that's the only way he's gonna figure out how not to get sick, basically. So, yeah, build up that immune system. Yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure that's how that works. So it was just, that's a really hard thing. But you got to do what you have to do, you know. So I think for me, there was so much guilt with that. It wasn't just that he was sick and then like now we're not sleeping. I felt like we inflicted this upon him because like we knew he wouldn't get sick at home or, you know, obviously he would get sick at some point, but not as quickly but he went to daycare. He immediately got sick. So I felt this like enormous guilt 
And, you know, you shouldn't feel that. There's no reason to feel that. You have to do what you have to do. And you just have to try and live in the moment as much as you can. And don't feel bad. Like, you're going to work. You have to provide, you know, for your family. That, what are you going to do? If you have to send the kid to daycare and they get sick, you got to roll with the punches and just realize that it's going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. And, yeah, again, chill, bro, you know. Roll with the punches. Live in the moment. Wow, newborn Brian really would have benefited from this Brian. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> I feel like it's just so, e it's a lot easier for me to really live in the moment with him now. Part of that comes so much from like him interacting with, with me and engaging with me. Right, at first he's just like a cute little potato. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. Like I remember being like, oh my gosh, he's so precious. When we look at the pictures... I'm actually like, eh, he's not that cute. When really? he's like in his first month, oh, second month. No, now disagree. he's very, he's very, um, what's the word? Like pure. He's so pure and he's so fragile. I don't know. But now, like when I just see him outside on a swing set, I just absolutely melt. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Just comparing times, you know? Yeah. He also has, like, hair that I can brush, and it, he looks like a cute little kid now, you know? Right. Versus then, he was just, like, as you said, just like a little mashed potato. A wrinkly potato. Know. I'm in his belly right now. It looks like a bowl of mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. First of all, don't body shame. <laughs> never. I would never. Anyway, to recap, it's really interesting that, you know, just through this conversation and others that we've had... It, so different the things that I struggle with are so different from the things that you struggle with oh and everybody yeah, sure. experiences this time differently absolutely so listening to others experiences I think really helps and so maybe you can listen to two random people talking on a podcast about their experience on the internet <laughs> and that could help um but all in all it's a beautiful time so good luck with your wrinkly potatoes yes you can do it all right, we're going to conclude our episode with a high-low weird. Do you want to explain what that is, Brian? Well, thank you to one of my dear friends mm. for introducing the content. Not that he will ever listen to this <laughs> podcast. Never. but So I feel, I feel uh, you know, very comfortable stealing this from him. Um, so, yeah, basically we're going to discuss not just our high of our week and the low of our week, but also... Something that is neither high nor low. Just kind of kind of weird. Okay. I'll start. I'm going to start with my low. Okay. Your low. My low this week is Doors. Doors. Like the Doors? Like the band, the Doors? Because mm, no. they suck. No, like the big wooden thing that hangs on hinges that separates one room from the other. And the reason that's my low is because our little guy has taken a intense liking with playing with doors, which is very fun. And if you think about it, I'm sure they're quite fascinating. He loves swinging them open, shutting them. He, when he opens it, he realizes he can go through. Oh yeah, there's like freedom on the other side. Yeah, it's yeah. very exciting. But one thing he does not understand is that if he holds the you know, edge of the door with one hand and then pushes it closed with the other that his fingers will get slammed in the door. And he does not understand that he's the one doing the finger pinching in mm. those scenarios. And so when he's playing with the door, I'm right there and trying to prevent this from happening. But of course, every once in a while it happens and he looks up at me like, oh, 
whoa, with this look on his face. Like, like why is this happening to me? Why do I all of a sudden have pain in my fingers? And I'm like, guy, it's because you are pushing the door closed. So that's my low. I got to add lids to that as well. Yeah. Doors and lids, because he's been doing that with the trash can. And it's like, guy, you have to just take your other hand off of it. And then I, you know, but he don't speak English yet. So not quite. What is your low? My low of the week, and this is probably also going back to newborn tips. If you have like even three months before your child is born, do some back exercises. It will really benefit you and start getting on like a good stretching regimen. Hmm, Why is that? Because my, I hate to sound like a, you know, 75 year old New Yorker here, but my sciatica. <laughs> so basically, I definitely have overextended the capacity of my lower back at this point, mm-hmm. and it has really come to a head this week. Yeah. To the point where this just like compounds thing everything for you because uh. you've been literally doing the heavy lifting. Yes. Uh, the majority of the time here. So even like when we went to the a uh, couple stores today, like. You're taking them out of the car, putting them back in the car. All that stuff is very tiresome on one's back if you're doing it like over and over and over again, especially mm-hmm. if you are weaklings like we are. So, uh, well, I'll very much speak for myself. I don't think we're weaklings. I think it's just repeated motion. He's 28 yeah. pounds. He's heavy and he wriggles around a lot and just lifting him in and out of the crib. In yeah, and out you're of not lifting in an organic sort of like natural way. Yeah. Like you're, pu- you're putting him in all these, w- or you're putting yourself in all these weird positions mm-hmm. to safely get him in the car seat, et cetera. Yeah, so it's gotten to a bad point for you where you can't really lift him right now. Right, and I'm spending so much time stretching, basically. <laughs> like I'll be in the playpen with him stretching, you know? Yes. Yeah, it's a strain for sure because... Literally. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even mean it that way, but yes, it's been tough. And uh, Brian's going to try some acupuncture. We'll see if yes, that helps. Yes, first acupuncture experience. I might recommend that as my tip of next week. That could be my high or my low or my weird. Yeah, we don't week. know. Okay, I'm going to move into my weird of the week. And this is in the form of a product that I purchased this week, which Ooh, is related product. to what you just talked about, which is just back pain. Oh, and yes. You for sure have it. Less than I do, but my back is not feeling superb, especially because, like I mentioned, he's heavy. I've been doing all of the lifting in and out of the crib, stroller, all that stuff. He, he's also going through a very much I need to be held by mom at all times stage. So a lot of lifting going on, and my back is not feeling a hundo percent. Hundo P. Exactly. So I've heard people talk about this. Actually, I saw it on a Momfluencer page. Oh, um, daddy. The product, the name brand product is called Tush Baby, and basically what it is is like, a, it's basically a fanny pack. That you it velcros around your waist, but then there's a seat that comes out of it that your child can sit on. <laughs> so you, it's not a hands-free carrier. You still have to, you know, hold their back so they don't fall off of the seat. But it's supposed to take a lot of weight off of your back and a lot of strain. You so basically become a perch yeah, for him. Yes, exactly. So I saw this on this influencer page, and I clicked on it, Tush Baby, and it was eighty-five dollars, even mm. with the momfluencer discount it was wow. still very expensive so i then did a little bit of research aka going on amazon.com yeah pretty much 
and I found like a knockoff brand that ha- still has phenomenal reviews for like $35, so a lot better. And this was uh, the company's Baby Must, I think, or Must Have Baby, something like that. <laughs> you can pay us and then I'll say it your company ba- name right. Baby Musk with something a K. Something like that. Yeah, again, if they want to sponsor us, I'll make sure to get it right. Sure. So it's called, this product under that company is just called Baby Carrier. That's it. Um, so I put it on and it's definitely better than just holding him up. I wouldn't say, I guess maybe my expectations were unreasonable that I'd be like, this is phenomenal. I don't feel any kind of strain whatsoever. It, it's, it's helpful. I think, you know, we were in the grocery store the other day and he just would not sit in the grocery cart. He had to be held. So Or standing. Yes. In those cases, it would be really nice to have. So I'm going to try and use it in the wild. Brian, I think, is a little embarrassed to be seen with no, me wearing no, no. it. <laughs> no, I definitely can't complain. I mean, my I can't hardly carry him at all right now. So it is weird. I mean, I think we just have to kind of adjust it on you yes it's like just not balanced right i think right but i haven't I mean, found a, the right groove it is an interesting product also just like another side note it's insane how many products there are out there that oh just like God. some person was thinking about some, you know like this and th- it's just crazy there's so many baby products it's ridiculous so i'll put a picture of it up on the insta i know last episode i said check out our instagram about four thousand times so this is the only time i'm going to say it probably okay parenting instagram is popping off if i do say so myself that's my weird what's your weird of the week bry other than you just saying that our instagram is popping <laughs> off <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think the the weird of the week for me definitely has to be we put on these, ma- well, I put on these magnetic strips mm-hmm. that more or less lock your cabinet unless you have this other magnetic key, basically, which you <laughs> hold on the outside of the cabinet. I know it's hard to explain, but that's that's kind of why it's weird. Like... It's it, it's hard for me to open the cabinet. And then also the other thing is 100% of the time I forget that I put that in there. So I'll like it'll be five in the morning when we wake up and I'll be going to like get something to make breakfast and I can't open the cabinet because that damn lock is on there. Yeah. So it, there's nothing more frustrating at that moment in time when you're like, oof, and then I have to get this lock well, out. Well, you have and to I like go like to a with it. different part of the kitchen to get the special key exactly. and then bring it back over. It's, it's a lot of steps. It's a lot of <laughs> steps for sure. Um, so I will look forward to a time where he's not just going to like shatter glass you know um by going through the cabinets okay hi of the week mine was the other day now i have to say our 12 and a half month old really prefers that i play epic broadway musicals for him what do you mean he prefers it he um that means like what what is <laughs> as opposed to what <laughs> i'm manifesting okay. that he is going to be a broadway star Okay. So he really likes to listen to like very up tempo. So you're like, a stage parent, like Act already? One finale from various he shows. Lo- yeah, he was telling me the other day. Our twelve and a half month old was telling us the other day he loves Act One. Finales. He loves an Act One finale. It's just so much is coming to head, and the he's main really conflict sec- of the musical he's not a second act guy. is being set up, and it's just drama and a lot of musical themes coming back in that you've heard throughout the first act. He loves that. So he happened to be uh, requesting that I blast some musical for him, and okay. 
it was on very high volume in the kitchen and I had him in my arms and he was just in the best mood ever. And we were dancing around. I was twirling around. I was putting him up on my shoulders and we were dancing and acting out this musical. Both of us were. And uh, he was just so into it. He had that smile that like takes up his entire face and just laughing and just gleeful noises. And I just had a flash forward to like dancing with him at his wedding. And while I was dancing with him at his wedding, thinking about that moment that I was living right now, Mm. dancing around the kitchen with him when he's one years old. Damn, that's crazy. And I was just thinking like, we're living in that times that we're going to look back on and be like, oh, you know, when he's older, like dancing around the kitchen with him. It was just so special. And I was really, you know, have you seen Father of the Bride? Uh, You know what? I have seen Father of the Bride, obviously. Basically, I'm Steve Martin. Actually, okay. I feel like you're more Adam Sandler in, um, what is that movie with like Bad Bath and Beyond? Click. Click. <laughs> you're more that. You're more that. Because you know how he like goes to he the like wedding. Fast forward. And he kind of like sees everything. You know what I mean? I don't want to fast forward though. No, I'm, no, I'm not I'm saying happy. he didn't Living really want time. to either. My high for the week, it's kind of also weird, but. Um, he was not, and it's kind of a low at the same time, high, low, and a weird, all wrapped up in my high. So he was really not napping today, like at all, at all, at all. So I just got into, we have a, uh, like a chair recliner in there in his room. So I got into the recliner, you set him on my chest, and then he was falling asleep on me, but then for whatever reason, he was just like snapping himself awake, kept snapping himself awake. And he put his cheek right like over my face. So I gave him a kiss naturally, and then he kind of like reciprocated that kiss, but his way of kissing is just to like basically open his mouth and then just like slobber all (laughs) over my nose and face. Um, and it was just like a very funny moment, especially because it was is punctuating like him not sleeping and him like screaming and crying. And it was just like a very funny little moment there. Basically, that was that was really nice. Um, and then we both were just laughing about it, basically. Cute. Real cute. It was adorbs. Totes adorbs. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening along. We hope. And gals. Yeah, mostly gals. <laughs> Uh, we hope you've enjoyed our reflections on newborn time, our updates, just two randos talking about our experience as parents. And uh, we hope you check out our Instagram page and leave us a Ooh, message. Oh, second time. Uh-oh. You lied to us. Uh-oh. I didn't say the title. didn't say the title, but you can figure it out. And uh, thanks for listening along. We'll see you next week. Whatever you're doing, if you're stressed, if your baby looks like a... Bowl of mashed potatoes? Yeah, or a wrinkly potato. Or any kind of tomato. (laughs) It's It's probably probably okay. (laughs) Blooper reel. Women are better than men. Okay. Um, okay. So, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You've been... Okay. Please take out the fact that I said you're a bit... No, that's not the word I'm looking for. Um, what were we talking about?